best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so this is completely unrelated, but I just had a memory. I was in the grocery store the other day, and there was a Backstreet Boys song playing, and I took out my AirPods, and I stopped listening to whatever show I was listening to, and just maybe danced in the gluten-free aisle. <laughs> to I not, love, what a sentence. Um, God, what was it? What was what was like their biggest song? I can't. I want it that That way. one. Yeah, what's the name of that? Tell me why he... Ain't nothing but, but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I want it that way. Uh, yep. Here you say. No DNCs for us. Correct. We're really good at protecting ourselves from those. I was going to say, it's a. No, never mind. I don't know where I was going to go with that. I was going to make like a. A joke of like, it's like our podcast condom. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Our protection. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, it did. It was funny. Like the idea was funny in my brain, but I didn't continue to think the joke out. I think if you had just said it and not questioned yourself, it would have been anyway. I oh, don't know. because is timing half of the comedic effect? Weirdly, I believe it is. It is. Timing is definitely... Yeah. You have really good comedic timing, though. Teeks. You really do. Like, you're a very <laughs> funny person with a really creative brain. Oh, I appreciate But then that. your uh, comedic timing on top of that is just chef's kiss. Oh, thank you, friend. You're welcome, friend. Hey, can I ask you something? Is it my name? What are you addicted to? What? I feel so called out right now. Dude, I mean, that's a that's a question. I am addicted to watching old vines on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> I can't get enough of that. Might as well face it, you're addicted to vine. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Look at all those chickens. Patricia! <laughs> get it together, sweetie. We have a show tomorrow. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Country boy, I, I love, love you. you. Last night, I was at a friend's house, oh, no. and we were having a couple drinks, yeah. and she had me try her drink, and it was not a type of alcohol that I typically enjoy, like, okay. at all. So I took the tiniest sip, and it was not good, and oh. I made that sound, I went, Bleh, and she went, country boy, I love you, and I was like, this is why we've been friends for 20 years! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Hold on. May I play you just the uh, sound snippet of a video that... I wish you would. I got sent to me, and I think I sent to you. As soon as I received it, I needed to send it to you. Oh my god, what is this? Um, I'm so excited. I forget. Oh, you you actually sent it to me. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a drag queen dressed as Voldemort dancing to Billie Eilish. It's amazing. I died. I'm going to put a link to that YouTube video oh in our show notes. So if you want to watch it, just scroll down on your uh, podcast player, click the link. It is amazing. I, I couldn't even handle it. I sent that to you last night. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So my friend's husband, he sent that to me like over a year ago. And we were talking about it last night as we were sitting around their their little bonfire. And I was like, yeah, you sent that to me like two months ago. We both scrolled back through our text messages over a year just to find that video. Because when we tried searching it on YouTube, we couldn't find it. <gasps> oh, how funny. Uh, it's so perfect. Okay, are you ready for your question? Sure, I'm just sending it to more people right now because it's just so (laughs) funny. Good. It needs to be seen. I died. Okay. Would you rather follow someone else or take the lead? Depends on the situation. Dancing. I've never had a partner who could lead. Okay. Um, Also, I'm very, I'm like, I'm not great at following because I don't know what to expect and I've never like been led 
before. So mm. it's really uncomfortable for me. Okay, yeah. In the dancing fair. realm. What's something that's not dancing that you would follow or lead? Like a group project? Escaping capitalism as it falls down and crashes around around us? Crashes I'm, down around us? I'm not smart enough to, because I would want to do it right if there is a right way, the most responsible way. And I don't believe that my brain works that well. So I would definitely follow somebody who had a better idea. Okay. Zombie apocalypse. I could get us to a certain point, but then to survive further, I would definitely need to follow. So you have a really healthy understanding of your strengths and your limitations. That's what I'm hearing from you right now. Yes. If I'm driving, I need a lead. I cannot, I cannot follow people. I don't think you can even like ride as a passenger. I, I can. You can. I can. But you prefer not to. Correct. (laughs) Well, maybe that's just me because I'm a grandma driver in a grandma car. Well, when you're driving your car, like, I know what to expect. It's so little. And honestly, though, like, when we traveled to go visit your dad, you drove most of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was sleeping. Yeah. We. Why did we decide to drive overnight? We less are traffic. ladies in our 30s. Which, P.S., by the way. Well, less traffic. That, that did work out in, in our favor. For sure. And I think we were busy. Like, we were busy until Oh, my God. That's right. Didn't we leave, like, I think Christmas night? After I had a meeting. No, it was. It was Christmas. It was, like, Christmas yeah. Day, but at, like, 10 p.m. That's right. Because we got back from my family. Right. And, and then I think maybe I was working. So it would have been, like, shortly after 11. Mm. I'm pretty sure I was working that night. And we just wanted to get there. Yeah. And we got there at, like, 10 a.m. Which it was wild. great. And then we went on a distillery tour and started drinking after being awake for over 24 hours. Well, I was. Yep. I certainly got my sleep in. You sure did. Sure did. But you were very sweet the whole drive. You'd wake up every like 45 minutes and be like, oh my God, sorry, how long was I sleeping? Girl, I'm listening to my podcast and my AirPod. Like, you're fine. Go back to sleep. Yes. You were listening to my favorite murder and I'm like, I know that you love this podcast Mm -hmm. and you are driving and you deserve to be able to listen to what you want. But I'm going to have an anxiety attack if we continue to listen to this out loud. Yeah. I think I put I, I think I put one AirPod you in my did. ear, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You did. Okay. Which was so sweet of you. Well, and then on the way back, I discovered a new podcast that was like all about psychology and something. And, well, and we like, listened they never... to Jenna and Julian. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we listened to them a lot. That is a really pretty drive, but a really long drive. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Question. Also, group projects, leader. Oh, Okay, same, same. Very much like take charge, make sure everybody gets an A. And get it done. Just get it over with. But now when it comes to a project that's just my own, oh, I'm such a bad procrastinator. But like <laughs> yeah, if I'm in charge are. of other people, I'm like, let's get this done so that it can just be done. Yep. Oh, it's not great. Um, So here's a question for you. Mm. What is the weirdest thing someone has ever said to you? I feel like there are so many. Where do I start? Right? I mean... Wait, hang on. Let me call my therapist. I'm just going to put him on speakerphone and have him answer this question. Okay. Because, dude, I've had, I literally, there are so many memories. The weirdest thing that someone has said to me. I don't know if I could even come up with a verbatim. I'm just trying, I'm struggling to choose, like, what's appropriate to share? (laughs) Girl, have you listened to our podcast? Anything is appropriate to share. Okay, that's, that is true. Um, Okay, let me just decide. Uh, choose number, choose a number between one and five. Three. Okay. Damn it. I'd tr- you got to do it. Okay. So option number three, weirdest thing that someone has ever said to me. Do you ever send pictures of your feet to people for money? Now, may I ask for a little context? My feet were encased in shoes. My feet were at the time 30,000 miles above the ground. Okay. Not miles, feet. 30,000 feet above the ground. All the feet. I was in space. (laughs) Check me out. (laughs) Uh, No, I was literally walking the drink service as a flight attendant. And this human being who had been dangling his head over like into the aisle the whole flight asked me that question about my feet. That's uh, way further than just a fetish. That's an obsession. Oh, and then so my my crew and I were having cocktails once we were done working for the day. So we decided that we would look it up. Apparently... You can make bank. I could have just worn my socks as a flight attendant and sold my socks that had been worn 
by a flight attendant working a flight. Apparently, there's a very specific fetish for that. Also, underwear, we discovered. If you wear your underwear for a trip, there are people that will pay a pretty penny for that. It's I was very you... hard up for money, but and I thought about it. Well, like, how do you I do that safely, it, though? But then I was like, how do I you need, buy like... new socks? Because I don't have that cash in my hand right now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and also, like, to send it out. Well, thankfully, you were traveling, so you could mail it from anywhere, and they would never know. True, yeah. I, I think that's probably... Again, top five weirdest things somebody has ever said to me. Ooh, that's awesome. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Marine biologist. Oh my God, me too. I really, 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 and I still do like manatees. (gasps) Yes, manatees and dolphins. Those were my thing when I was a kid. I remember I was taking a Spanish class in high school, and one of the questions that we needed to answer in Spanish was what your favorite animal is. And I tried everything I could to look up the Spanish translation for manatee. I don't know. So I just wrote the word manatee. And my Spanish teacher just circled it and went, what is this? (laughs) Like A manatee. I couldn't find the Spanish translation for manatee. So I just wrote manatee. (laughs) Which the more that I'm saying it, it's It's a weird word. (laughs) Manatee. Manatee. Speaking of manatees... That's Melissa, who is not a manatee, but a human being. I'm a human she, manatee. And he, 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 there's our Jacob. Hello, how are you? <laughs> and this is, is Best Friendhood. With Ooh. a manatee. I got, I have nothing to rip not, off. I, you know what? And I don't even know why I said it. So I'm glad that you did, though. Okay. I appreciate that. We are coming back, 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 back at you. It is the second saga in a series that we like to call... Flipping through the pages of friendship. friendship. So after we very hurriedly uh, finished recording our last episode. Yeah, we need to like not make plans or, you know, dude, what? we made those plans specifically to get our asses in gear so that we yeah. would, would record. And then we spent an hour putting it off. Yeah. So then we're like, shit, we gave ourselves two hours to record. And now we don't have, we have two hours. 45 minutes to record. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, time management skills, not our best. I mean, we tried. An attempt was made. There we are. (laughs) Yes. So, like, I think it was probably a couple days after we recorded that. I came across this on Twitter or Instagram or FacePlace something. Uh Uh-huh. I was wondering, could I read this to, like, open us back up into this episode? Yeah, and while you do that, I'm also, because that almost looks like a screenshot that I took of something, too, that I well, wanted to share I with you. I also sent this to you, oh. I think, twice. Oh, I, I sent that. this to you twice because the first time Thank I saw girl. it, I was like, hey, don't let me forget. I want to read this on our next episode. Please. And then I sent it to you again because I forgot I had already sent it to you to help me not forget. Here's to the kids that use fictional characters as a way of coping. Here's to the kids that stay up late crying to their favorite characters. Here's to the kids that imagine their favorite character by their side when they're experiencing bad anxiety in public. Here's to the kids that need works of fiction to keep on surviving. Adding a shout out to adults who cope in this way too, because life doesn't become easy just because you've grown up. That makes my heart so happy like warm warm that's the word and it's, like not, validated. it's not really like a happy thing it's an understanding like a it, warmth yeah it's yeah. like a, a knowing of of being known rather yeah like oh wow somebody else really gets it somebody else really gets this part of me of life of it because i think i think we started talking about this last episode that for me like books really were not just escapism, but truly like a way to learn how to fashion friendships as a teen and, and and as an adolescent. Yep. I believe in you. As a teen and as an adolescent where I would just like read books and be like, oh, okay, that's how you make a friend. Okay. That's what a friend is. Yeah. yeah that's what a friend is. Yes. And then I would try to model my behavior and how I interacted with people based off of what I was reading in books. So naturally, when I first started making friends when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, like new friends in high school, I I took my mom's wedding ring and said, you guys, we have to travel across the country and destroy this. 
because it's evil, because I had been reading Lord of the Rings. May have taken the wrong note from that. Yes, my darling. But I was doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) That was like wildly not quite what should have been figured out. (laughs) Well, I remember like, I think we kind of hit on this, where some of the books that like I would get lost in Mm -hmm. and reread and reread and reread because it it part of them hearkened to something within me that i could not word or Mm. pinpoint Mm -hmm. you know in that age where like everything is just everything is happening everything is going on you don't understand any of it you're just trying to just you're literally just trying to exist and even that feels like a lot oh for sure um and one of them was I don't remember the name of it. And I think I talked about where like the main character's name was Bo and her last name was Vine. Yes. Yeah. You did talk about that. And she changed her name to D instead. So then mm. she would be D Vine. Mm-hmm. And that was very sweet. Um, and the other one, Prozac Nation, of right, course. Right. And I think I talked about how I may or may not have. Yeah. We don't need to. Uh-uh. We don't need to take accountability for another or for the same crime twice. Thank you. But another one, like another series, and I don't, I think they were called Fearless. It was a series about this teenage girl who like grew up in this household that was not great. Mm. And what she found out is like she was adopted and somehow she was born without the ability to feel fear. So she could just go and do anything and everything this is bringing so much deja vu to me right now because like i think that you showed me we didn't talk about fearless last time no but like in another time when you and i were just hanging out as not on mic oh time i don't think i've ever heard of this book for realsies yeah well i'm having hardcore deja vu at this moment really yes because i almost want to ask you to read the synopsis because i'm wondering if it's the right series but and so it's like the and there was like 11 or 13 books and she's going on this journey and like she's becoming stronger and stronger like physically and figuring mm-hmm. out like what she can do helpfully mm-hmm. with her fearlessness hmm. and it was just like the badass young female it was extraordinary there were 36 books 36. in that series <gasps> like i kind of like the nerd in me wants to go and buy all of them so at the beginning of the pandemic i found the animorphs books oh bless like uh, like the authors had like put out the um ebook for free oh i yeah. love that so i downloaded all of them and i read through like half of them and then i was like i thought i had read all of these but I did not. There's so many of them. And I Think feel how like... how many animals there are in the animal kingdom. Oh, uh, so many they animals can, to I turn mean, into. They could just keep going. But they are incredibly advanced. Like the social and political issues that they're tackling really? in the 90s. So the reason I bring that up is because I'm looking at this at the Wikipedia page. It's a 36 book series about a, uh, a teenager um, that was first published in 99 and then finished in 2004 and yeah it talks about yes yes yours your series in 2004 was when it uh finished and i mean this is so the one that i showed you is what you were talking about because it it ties in exactly with what you said and i mean thinking back to that that period of our lives Mm -hmm. where we had school and then what like a book series with 36 books in it like oh my god God, that would have been so easy to just immerse yourself in. And that makes sense as to why I only remember there being 11 or 13 is because that's probably all that were available to me. If they kept coming out until 2004, now I certainly need 30s. Oh, my word. It's like, oh, it's like being able to binge watch a Netflix TV show and knowing that there are five seasons out and you just found it. Yes, or like a show that you only saw the first two seasons of and like, oh my God, they there's, there's more? There's more? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am so down for this. Okay, that's awesome. So what did you connect with with her? Like, I want to talk more about oh, that. Oh, I, I think, I, well, obviously like living in an abusive household as like a young woman, but mm-hmm. also I was more enthralled in like, 
wanting to read about what it is to be fearless. Because mm. when I was a kid, and even still as like a young adult, and even some days now, being so overthinking things so much or worrying so much about what people would think of me or my actions, or even believing that the worst case scenario is obviously what's going to happen because why would I deserve anything more? Oh, wow. You know, so to have to read about somebody being fearless and just doing what they thought was best at that moment with no, with no, not that she didn't have worries about like what would happen, but she was, she was cognizant of consequences, but but she was also able to make choices without fear holding her back. Correct. Yeah. Like, that's a superpower. Oh my gosh. No I mean, kidding. kind of. It really kind of is. If you do it, if you have the uh, moral compass and emotional maturity. Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> elsewise, that's how supervillains are made. Ooh, very good point. To be fearless, to just do it. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, just do it. <laughs> oh my God. That was so ridiculous of him. So I I read about it, like, he talked about, he did, like, a mini stint of a lot of videos like that that were just kind of crazy. And that's when he was in his, like, artist-y mode. And so it was kind of like, you remember hearing about, like, oh, I guess they still happen, YouTube houses, where it's just a whole bunch of collaborators coming together and living in a space and doing that. So he was literally just doing a whole bunch of videos with, like, a group of arty people and then this is just like something that he wanted to put out in the world. Interesting. Yeah. So he knows he knows how wild it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was, was fearless kind of in doing it. He's like, yeah, I know. I think that speaks to that same era where he was in that Sia music video where um, mm-hmm. he and the young lady child are in like a bird a cage. cage. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, and. Very think, Miley Cyrus. Like they went very method and like Yeah. I remember reading that like they hadn't bathed and like they were or he at least was like really into like I am this monstrous character and I like I believe I remember reading that the director of the music video said, Dude, you have to take a shower. Like this is a child. You you smell mm-hmm. horrible, please shower. Yeah. Anyway, um I don't know how we i don't remember how we got off on this tangent um also i will say like his episode of hot ones hot wings and even hotter questions (laughs) right isn't that i would love to go on that oh my god i would i could never i want to so badly do you remember when i did the chip challenge or whatever you were perfectly fine and then husband tried he was like oh my god i had the majority of the chip and he took like a uh, sliver correct and i just sat there like what? Oh, I have that video. We recorded that? Oh, yes. So if you want to watch me eat an incredibly hot chip. It's so long. Like, we would have to start a YouTube channel just to load that anywhere. No, I know. Yeah. It's like 12 minutes like, long. We'll put that on our Patreon. Oh, I got you. But anyway, his episode of that, he was like, it endeared me to him. Because I knew he, like, mm-hmm. at that t- previously, he had such, like, a... a I wasn't sure about him as a human. Like, I right. loved him when he was in Even Stevens. Oh, my God. Yes. And then, you know, this other part of him, like the artsy and being rather a dangerous lot. almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then that episode came out. I'm like, okay. Speaking of being method, he was in like, uh, I don't remember what movie it was. But he, for the character, was supposed to be covered in tattoos. So he just went and got himself covered in tattoos. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, yes. Real permanent tattoos um and then all of this stuff came out about how his partners you know multiple people multiple women that he had been dating came out about how absolutely horrible he was of course so i just wanted to say like as we were talking about him as a person and then we were kind of you know being kind and i also want to say i also realized that there is another side of him Mm -hmm. that you know might not be great too so just putting that out there anyway Anyway, back to books so what a wonderful thing and so i mean that the fearless book series i didn't really think of her as a friend but definitely like Hmm. as a Mm -hmm. somebody i I don't even know if i would say looked up to but hmm. was enthralled by for sure yeah and then i also (laughs) 
I would also read a lot of before I knew what fan fiction was, like before I think it was even <laughs> called fan fiction. Right. X Files right. fan fiction. Oh. Because people came up with some wild. Oh, I can imagine. Like, episode. Because think of it, like it can be monsters or aliens. Right. Yeah. And then it's all, or, you know, like um, uh, Mulder, Scully, and what was their boss's name? Bald head glasses. Never seen it. No what, idea. What? Skinner. His Skinner. Um, and then like Skinner ended up being an alien, you know, or the smoking what? man was like, uh, Mulder's dad and. Oh, this is in the fan fiction. Right. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, uh, hello, spoiler alert. What? <laughs> yeah. So I remember I would, uh, that was back when the internet was like. New. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Google only had 12 pages. Before Google was even a thing, probably oh, when no, we had Google. to ask Jeeves. Alta Vista. Oh my God! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the kind of person who went to Alta Vista and asked them to open up your Yahoo email account. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <sighs> oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're time traveling. Okay. I'm here for it. Wibbly wobbly. So something that I like made a mental bookmark. Oh, cute. Because we're talking about books, y'all. Oh, I didn't even do that intentionally. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, oh, I just realized I'm about to interrupt you. I, I already am interrupting you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really in- intrigued. Yes or no to dog earring books. Never. Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> the vitriol. The vitriol in your eyeballs. It's not vitriol. It is shock and heartbreak. I feel like I've been betrayed. Oh, you never did it to books that we I We have borrow. a podcast together. I Any books that I borrow from a person that I personally know. I never did it to their books. I will say, so when I, when somebody loans me a book and it's dog-eared i actually really like that like it's so sweet and sentimental it's just not something that i choose to do for myself because so you'll melt them with your brain power (laughs) you melt me but you won't melt them Uh, yeah no i I shouldn't yell i need to turn off my mic uh, so i i used to dog dog dog-ear my my books but okay this is how nerdy and odd i was in high school and still am like I would be reading a book and I would dog ear the page that I was on. But then the next day or well, yeah, the next day I would go back and be like, I really want to reread that section so that I would find it, reread it and then dog ear that for me, it actually became like a problem because I'd have multiple places where I had dog eared the book. Yeah. I just had to stop doing that and use bookmarks. I'm going to make you an origami bookmark now with yarn. It's going to be real freaking cute. So I used to even do it to where like, you know, for the paragraph. I would, oh yeah, I fold it down so that you know exactly where you're at. Correct. Yes, I did that a few times. That made my bones itch. Like I, I, yeah. it, like it gives me like no, no, no. I can't do that. I don't blame you. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm they just were disappointed. My oh, you shove it. Talking <laughs> about anybody joking. else, like, it's endearing and heartwarming when I tell you that I do it. I just know how many books I've given you, and to know that they're undergoing that abuse. My darling, what did I just say? <laughs> I'm joking. You know what, friends? Maybe we should take a break so that he and I can get this out of our system. We're going to go fight about it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find my biggest book that I have stolen from a library and throw it at you. <laughs> Good. I, I will take it home one. and love I've it. I've only stolen. <laughs> no, I've stolen two. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> I, I just remembered the other one. What? I'll tell you when we're not recording. Oh, my God. Okay. No, it actually doesn't phase me, but I know that that's such a, a huge debate. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's one of the most divisive things I think yeah. you can ask a book reader, dog ear or not. I mean, and for those of you who don't know what dog earring is, it's oh, literally just turning a page down, folding it down. Yeah, like folding the top corner of the page down to mark your spot. Yeah. I still do that if I can't like make a bookmark out, bookmark out of a Kleenex or something. Oh, like a Starburst wrapper. Like oh yeah, definitely have done that. My what am I, oh my God. Speaking of bookmarks. One of my favorite things 
to like find when I go back through my old books and I'm rereading them. Airplane tickets from back in the day when I was flying all the time. Oh, if I was I traveling for work or for, like, so there were a couple of years there where I was not a flight attendant, but I was still working for the airline. Yeah. And I would have to still travel, but I wasn't working the mm. flight. So I would bring books and then I would just leave my, my boarding passes in the book. Back when that was the thing that actually got printed out. Right. And it's such a delight to come across those old boarding passes and be like, oh, I remember that trip. Like, I remember why I was going to that city from Chicago, like, or like who I was going to go fire or who I was meeting in the hospital. Like, oh, I traveled for all of the reasons. Ugh. I only had to travel to fire someone twice and it was horrible. I hated it. Like, you can't enjoy that trip. No. Well, I didn't enjoy it anyway. I was working. I'd get to my hotel, have some wine, have some food. Go to bed, wake up super early because in a hotel that you airplane. didn't like, yeah. So yeah, I do really love those, even though they weren't bookmarks. Like I would literally ch- put the boarding pass in the book at the page where I stopped reading when we landed, and then if I had like a layover or something and I kept reading, I would just dog ear the the page, or or if I had a real bookmark, use that. But just so I know, this is the page I was on when this flight landed. That's interesting. So am I. That is also a truth. That's not fiction. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, book reference. Oh. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, I want to hear what you were going to say. And then I do want to share what I was going to say about your connection with Fearless. No, I'm done talking. I just wanted to interrupt you about the dog ear thing. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, huh, I thought no, there was I, another. Oh, you're not telling us what the second book is. No, I'm going to tell you when we're not recording. I thought you were going to tell us after we came back from the break. Oh, hell no. I don't. Okay, that's fine. I don't need. We already have an, admitted to enough crimes on this correct. podcast. Correct. And so the more that I talk about it, it's more evidence. So we don't need that. No, absolutely right. not. Okay, slam that keyboard. Bam. Back again. Here we are. Okay, so I want to get this info dump out of my brain before I forget it again. I've learned that part of me being me is sometimes I have info dumps that nobody else cares about, but I have to I have to say the words and get them out of my brain. Let me be your landfill. Oh, that sounds really fucking dirty. Uh-huh. Anyway... Oh, all right. Mm, there it is. Okay. There it is. Took me a minute. Took Usually minute. I'm the one that is. Uh huh. Maybe that's why it took me for a real loop there for a hot second. Okie doke. Uh, roll reversal. Reverse, reverse. So. Is that what you like to do? Hey. <laughs> Turn the back <laughs> so when you were describing your connection to uh, the Fearless series, mm-hmm. and like you said. That being an adolescent, being a teenager, like all of the things are happening all at once. It's so much. I was reading a book on neuroscience in the child and adolescent brain. That's actually the title, if you're curious. Neuroscience in the child and adolescent brain. They never have great titles, do they? No, but it's got a really pretty cover. It's like rainbow watercolor with bubbles. (laughs) It's $57 and I want it. All right. I want it. I listened to a podcast with the the two authors and just like maybe rewound it and listened to it again just because they're so smart and I love neuroscience and they were talking about the brain and it made my brain real happy. Anyway. um, I just imagined your brain giving itself a hug. Oh, that's exactly what was going on. I was driving down I-80 just... Uh, and my brain is hugging itself. Uh. <laughs> rainbows and bubbles coming out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My windows were were rolled down and there were just Skittles flinging back. <laughs> you were that key commercial that with the hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So we all know that like, Two and three year olds are notorious for being kind of irritable and cranky. Like a three nager is the word that these authors used. Interesting. Like, no, I don't want that. I want that. Like, you know, like the temper tantrums that a three year old will throw over nothing. Well, the reason that happens 
was because their brain is going through a pruning process where literally neurons and synapses and and connections that the infant brain needed to survive are being trimmed and pruned to make room for all of the social things and the language things and all of the things new survival that a three-year-old modes. is now aware of and conscious of and capable of doing. The same exact thing happens when we are in adolescence. So our brains go through this really incredible like reorganization when we're about three years old and we're when we're about 13 to 14 years old. So when a 13 to 14 year old is really moody and really irritable and just everything sets them off it's literally because their brain is deleting things that it no longer needs from childhood because it's able to shift reliance upon others to reliance on self that pruning process though our brain does not like it does it to itself but it doesn't like nobody likes change our brains included correct and so what you were describing, and I think like for me, the 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 book reference that came to mind was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book, when he is so angsty. Yeah. And he is so Emo mean Harry. to his friends and he is just a jerk. Yes. And I read that when I was fifteen. Because I was at that age, like I mentioned last time, like Harry and the Golden Trio. And I felt so seen at the time. But of course, years later, reading it again, I'm like, what? Why are you being such a jerk? Those are the people that love you and support you. It's because our neurology, our... our, our hmm. Neuro makeup? Building blocks? No, I said it. I said it Synapses? enough with neurology. Okay. Our neurology is literally changing and pruning in a way very similar to the three-year-old's brain because we're now, instead of getting rid of the infant things, the reflexive things, the reliance on others, now we're shifting into teenage and then adult mode, which is why teenagers are so like, oh my God, mom and dad, get away from me. I'm going to go with my friend Becky and we're going to go to the mall. It's not just your teenager being a jerk. It's literally their neurology, their biology, their physiology says, this is what we do now. We are now programmed to be with our peers. And the way that we respond emotionally to what's happening physiologically is through irritability. Well, because that's something brand new that you don't know how to deal with either. Exactly. Like things are, you have like, no connections are literally this. being cut and they're being cut and pruned so quickly that it is upsetting to the nervous system and it takes a few years, which is why well, every, you're remapping everything. You Ooh. are exactly right. Your body is Marie Kondoing your head. <laughs> your head. But it's not about joy. It's about I just survival. Got, I just got chills when you said that because it's that's exactly right. It's tidying things up. It's like, okay, we've got all of these things mastered. So we don't need to worry about like the foundation of them anymore because we have walking and talking and like all of these things mastered. So like get rid of the undergrowth and just keep the top. It's like our brains are being... Um, What's that? A hedge maze being retrimmed. Ooh, that's a good one too. I was thinking of uh, bonsai. Okay. Like bonsai mm-hmm. trees that are Training very well yeah. trained and trimmed to achieve a desired outcome. That is the human brain in adolescence. And then we get the prefrontal cortex that finally finishes development when we're about 24 to 25 years old. And that's where where we make decisions and have impulse control and a whole lot of other really amazing things. The rest of the brain around that is like, okay, okay, oh my God, we've got to get this part ready. So we got to get rid of all this shit to make room for this shit. Imagine Inside Out, the Disney movie Mm -hmm. or Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, Pixar movie. Well, I think they're the same. Like core Disney Pixar. Isn't that a thing? I have no idea. I don't care. Imagine the movie Inside Out, like with the core memories and how they are all happy, sad, or angry. And the whole crux of the movie is learning, the character learning to feel happy and sad at the same time. And there's this beautiful scene where the core happy memory and the core sad memory join together into this 
uh, sphere of like interwoven happiness and sadness. That's quite literally what we are learning to do in our adolescent years is we have this deepening understanding of ourselves and a deepening understanding of like two things can be true at the same time. We can feel two things at the same time and it doesn't feel good. It really doesn't. It's confusing and alarming. So when we are um, adolescents and we are reading these characters who pre- present themselves with nuance, who present themselves as fearless and also fearing, we are able to take those book characters, those fictional characters, and integrate them and integrate those lessons into our own understanding of ourselves. And I think that is why books are so important and why stories and storytelling are so crucial to the human experience. Because it's a little bit different than watching TV or movies, you know, Mm -hmm. because for a book, it's so completely immersive. It activates so many different places in the brain where watching TV is a very passive thing. The brain sees it, takes the information in. If it's a new show, there might be some like um, unpredicted, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. There's a little bit like a gentle little zing of anxiety that comes with that. But with a book, you're so immersed in it. You're, you're feeling it. You're picturing it. And not to say that TV doesn't do the same thing in some cases, but with a book, those characters, especially a book that is several series where you get to learn the ins and outs of the characters and their quirks and their traits if they're well-written. Otherwise, they're just flat and you can just sort of superimpose yourself upon them. <clears throat> Bella Swan. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm so clumsy and I'm a generically described character. I, Maybe I female presenting, on. but probably could also be male presenting. Like, it just depends. I'm just a very vague, empty space for you to project yourself onto me, the character. Yep. That's literally why Twilight was so successful was because she was so poorly written. So, and and of course, I just want to say this because it is true and I think some people forget about it, that Fifty Shades of Grey came around because it started off as a fan fiction of Twilight. What? Yeah. It's really? It's an offshoot of a fan fiction of Twilight. That actually makes sense. I didn't know that. I've never uh-huh. read it. I remember... Neither have I, but my friend, we were out on a best friend day. And oh, I love that. We were day drinking and it was right in like the the height of Fifty Shades of Grey. And she brought it and she was like, just read, like open it up to any page and just start reading. I was like, okay. And more often than not, what I found out is like, you're going to land on a pornographic page. So right, I opened it up yeah. and I just read a little bit and she's like, you are blushing. And I went, <laughs> I need another stiff drink over here wow, you have this out in public? And she's like, you should see how many people are just like reading it everywhere. Yeah. Well, apparently we need to have caution wet floor signs everywhere because cripes. So I was a flight attendant. I was waiting for you to like cackle at that. I, oh, I did internally. Okay. Sorry. No, you're... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I don't know how to cackle (laughs) authentically. Inside, I was going, oh, my God, that was really fucking good. Okay, thank you. That's when really, I, was I was a flight attendant, that. that book series had just started, yeah. and there would be people reading it on the jump seat, and, like, it got really... Like, I had to ask one of my jump seat mates, because when you're sitting in a jump seat, a flight attendant jump seat, you are, like, shoulder to shoulder, and then some. Like, you sure. are pressed so tightly up against each other. Mm-hmm for safety reasons like it's it's fine but also when they are reading 50 shades of gray and going "Mm." oh god no and you can't get up and leave because it's so turbulent and bouncy oh no that's probably why they were "Mm." not cool no very much not. and then i went and finally did service and like half the people on the plane had the book and i'm like what the fuck is happening well so it's funny that you bring that book in particular up porno 
yeah, I I believe it is New York from what I've read. Seller porno, yeah. Seriously, that's really. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I thought okay, yeah, I wouldn't either. From what I've heard, right? And they made a movie about it, didn't they? Multiples. Oh God. Yes. I don't watch movies. We all know this. I know. I just needed to reiterate. So last night, I was trying to find a new book to download for my drive home today because I was out of town yesterday. And I came across not just a fan fiction, but like a fan fiction spoof of a fan fiction of Fifty Shades of Grey called Fifty Shades of Earl (gasps) Grey. Love this already. And somebody on the internet had like copy pasted a paragraph and that was all I needed to because it was all about tea and it was so delightful it was and about tea bagging no like there's no innuendo at least in this one paragraph there was no innuendo it was just legitimately like I really enjoy kappa. tea I really like this hot tea I don't know the, I looked up the author who is apparently a comedian who does satire very often okay and the reviews for this book are off the charts like because couldn't you like i mean you could without innuendo meaning to be there but in the way that you read it i put the kettle on oh god i turned (laughs) (laughs) i turned the heat up so hot oh my god i waited until it was boiling steaming Mm -hmm. right like it could be done it could be done that never occurred to me I, I read this thing like, oh, wow, oh, that's, you were such a sweet that's hilarious human. and so funny because I know what they're making fun of. Never, never even tried to make a connection between like, are they actually doing what you just did of mm-hmm. like, oh, we're using the most banal language to poke fun at and also still reinvent this very erotic story. <laughs> <laughs> I took the twine of my tea bag and I tied it <laughs> around my finger as I dunked, dunked, dunked that tea bag. Oh my <laughs> God. I pressed my spoon against the hot edge of my tea I cup. feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> my bones are itchy. Uh, I feel so uncomfortable. I drank every last drop. Okay, that is clearly explicit. That is not okay. I'm having so much fun with this. This is a joy. I feel so uneasy. Uh, How fun. Okay. Hey, before I forget it again, because I've been trying to rewind my brain about it. Do you remember seeing this thing? It was very funny. So let me tell you about it. Um, For another creature to look at humans. And since we're talking about books... To see the habit that we have of sitting still for hours at (gasps) end, looking at scribbles on a dead tree and hallucinating. (laughs) That's what reading is. I I remember, I think you sent that to me, what, like two or three years ago? ago. Yeah, Yeah. that was such a long... I read that and just went, oh my God, that's exactly right. Like, we're just a being using our visual receptors to... Make or sense feeling or feeling correct thank you or feeling receptors to take information into our brains which then translate that into either words or images which also words are just shapes and and then we we picture it and then we have emotional sensations in our bodies for this thing that exists only at the touch of our fingers or the sight of our eyes like it is wild Mm -hmm. what reading actually is also did you know some people do not have an inner monologue so when they read things they just like they don't even picture the words no it's just understand that the words are lining up like that but they don't have that mental artistry when they read a book like most of us do so i actually used to work with a client who uh read that way and it was kind of like a big problem for them. Well, how do you have a, like, think of like trying to recall information if you're only reading it for somebody like that. It's where, very sensory. Yes. It's very sensory. Because like, for us, like this if person, we read like a book, if we can recall because I remember like an image. this. Yes. Yeah. And you think of that emotion 
that you felt when you think of this image because you read these words. Which is a declarative or narrative memory that mm-hmm. is tied into our emotions. For people who don't have that inter- internal ability to either picture, like the way I read, it's like watching a movie in my brain. Like mm-hmm. my imagination, like it's it's it literally like it. the sensation of my skull being filled with pictures. Mm-hmm. Like that A projector is... inside of your brain. Exactly. Yes. And I know for some people, it's like, the words on the page are then like projected as words across the screen of their brain and they just see and hear the words. And then for other people, it is what you were describing where it's neither of those. It's more of just like a sensation, like uh, uh, just a like felt. Like I can read. I know what the word, my, my eyes or fingers take this information in and I feel the story happening, but I can't declaratively experience it in my head Mm -hmm. which is so cool and also speaks to other parts of the brain and other parts of the development of human beings as a whole and how trauma affects us and like that's a whole episode of its own and emotion at all right like to to just there is no declarative memory i need to rein in the brain talk but i love it because i mean that was something that i forgot that was interesting to me is about, you know, because we just assume that our experience is so universal, but there, are, you know, you know, first of all, you forget that like Braille is the thing. Correct. And that's reading. Um, and, you know, I guess we could kind of include audiobooks, but then it's not the same as reading then because it's somebody else's voice choosing to read those words for you with certain ups and downs in the way that they're reading certain emphasis when they're reading but when you are Hmm. then it's your decision to read the story that way where like if you read a sentence and it might it's supposed to be a joke but if you don't understand the humor you just read it straight lined and you're like that doesn't make sense i just i guess i'll just keep reading forward but for other people they'll be like that was a good joke you know because they read it a certain way in their brain I actually, so the last year or so, I've been really into audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Like, I still love reading, my, reading. Yes. my paper books, but I've never quite encountered that. I mean, there are a few books that I have returned to the digital library because of the narrator's reading voice. style. Yeah. Not even reading style, just oh. the sound of their voice. Oh, like, that is if a they're, tough thing. If they're too nasally or something, uh-huh. which I'm guilty of, they, like, I'm like, nope, can't, li- nope. I'll just read the real thing. But I actually really love audiobooks because of that. Because most of the time, things that I would not have caught when I was just reading across the page, or I've read a book, bound a book, copy. and listened to the audiobook adjacently. Like, I'm, I'm oh, kind of trans- like chapters. Right, like, sure. I can sit down and read, or I'm in the car and I'm listening. Sure. For me, the, the 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 narrator or the reader's inflection helps me have context where I've re-listened to chapters and interpreted them completely differently. Yes, that's than what I'm how saying. I read them because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that that was sarcasm, mm-hmm. or I read that as it's like my own voice but very monotonous, like da 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 da, da. and then above that, like it's like subtitles, and then above that, the movie is playing. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But when I have an, a narrator, it's like, oh, I can feel the emotion with this. Oh, mm. oh, I missed that. So one thing that I have noticed is like, I, I read that I was gifted this book. No, I did buy it myself, didn't I? I did. I did buy it myself. And it was a book that was originally translated from Japanese. Oh, what book? It was Thick as Beans, and it was a young adult's novel. I couldn't even tell you. The storyline was so confusing. 1Q84. No. Well, Thick as Beans, narrated from a uh, a Japanese language, 1Q84 seems to fit, but go on, sorry. Oh no, it was about um, this young boy who started to be able to see like otherworldly beings and then he found like the gateway into this other world where they all lived. 1Q84. I don't believe that's it. That's what you're describing. We've had this. I know, we have had this. Argument before. Okay, and then also um, reading the Harry Potter books for the first time because there was a lot of those English 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Either words or phrases or way of saying things to where I'm like, I don't understand that. I guess I'll just keep reading ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, from some names to like even understanding what a pasty is. Yeah. You know, or like yes. trying to read Hermione for the first time and like Haramone, you know, like Her- I didn't know how to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Haramone. Oh, God. My mom and I just sat down at the kitchen table one night. We're like, okay, is it Hermione? We never got to Hermione. It oh, was just no Hermione. Mm-hmm. Her, Hermione. Maybe the eye is silent. <laughs> Hermione. No, that can't be right. Well, <laughs> because there's some fan fiction where it might be right. Hey, oh. So this is what I'm saying. We're like, in those happenstances, either having the book narrated or watching the movie and some of those lines, you know, those quotes are in there. Right. And you're like, Oh. Oh yeah, in book oh. in book 4 when she sounds her name out for Victor Crumb. Yeah. Her Myoni rolling only included that because she got so many letters of like what is this name? Yes. Well, and I think about um you know, if you if you've never been to England or know, you know, of some of their different words and phrases that they use like lift or to mind the gap or the loo, uh, you know, fish like, and chips. Yes. These things where you're oh, like, I love fish and chips. What the hell are they even talking about? Right. Like there's no context. Right. So then your brain, no you're, cultural you're context. Even, you're not even focusing on the actual magic, which is what you shouldn't be understanding. But right, you're, you're focusing like on, on these the things that are like so day to day life. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Is that wizard bullshit? <laughs> it's not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like a coin for the trolley or they don't even call that. They call it a buggy, you know, like a shopping cart. Yeah, you know, a buggy. Things like this. So that's when it's helpful to have an audiobook. You know what I just realized? Huh. We started this two-part series with the intention of talking about characters. Yeah. And instead oh, we we're just talking about books and what they mean to us. I think that's okay. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to remark upon that. Yeah. Because I, I do like... I was on the phone with a friend a couple nights ago, and I don't remember what the situation was, but I was like, oh, I really, I remember, like, oh, I, I know, I know what it was. Hmm. Pandemic Book Club. Do you remember our we Pandemic Book Club? Yeah. Oh, man, we read a shitty one. We read a few. We talked about that. The Escape though. Clause. What was that good one about the boy who had the nightmares that weren't nightmares? A Monster Calls. <gasps> that was fun. So I was actually looking for that because- A Monster Calls. Check that one out, y'all. It's beautiful, it beautiful and so evocative. Just it, it, it is a really good book. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for that and our friend B was like, our friend R wasn't there for that. I'm like, no, he was. We were having this argument while he's on the phone with us. Oh my like, word. And, he, just and he was him? just sitting there like, because we we're on group FaceTime. Oh, I'm sure he did. Just and he like just like sassy. one eyebrow raised to the gods <laughs> like no you know you remember this r you were there for he, and he just went mm and shook his head and then b texted me and was like i think i think we excluded him from that i was like we did not we did not sorry not sorry but that Love book you. like for for those of us in our pandemic book club who read it that book was so we spent what four hours discussing delving into it and how and it affected each one us. Of us had a different part to bring up which was really awesome yes and that's one of the things that i love about books like okay so yeah we started this whole idea with book characters and i realize now in hindsight and in uh or reflection aren't books characters themselves <gasps> like macaulay culkin in the storybook movie Tell me you've seen that one. I have. There we are. Bless. Oh, my bless. Oh, thank you. I goodness. loved that movie. I yes. loved that movie with, with the poor and he book turns that in... was so uh, yes. beat up and story, sad. Story. Uh, oh, my God. Story Slayer? Story book? Story? Um, I, I story Wizard? To... No. Because he um... even gets animated as a book. And I'm yes. just like, that's Macaulay Culkin yeah. as a book. Well done. I'm pulling up IMDb right now because, oh my God, I loved that movie. Right. I wanted to be that kid. Mm-hmm. Like, lost I, in a library, had to get out. That's totally your jam, my dude. Yeah. Lost in a library and then get zapped into a world of books. 
sign me up. Watch I out. I never want to go back to my real life. Let me just live here forever. Thank you. <laughs> so in the internet, while you're looking that up, as you're talking about characters, I think that we can bring it back in when, because we already have an episode planned about talking about like characters and tropes and movies and tv shows yeah maybe we could bring it then or we can just revisit this whole thing well later we can on. touch on it now and then revisit it in depth I, later. we should not touch on it now because we are over an hour already boo are we really yes oh yeah it's <laughs> like no we don't have time to start on anything oh my god i didn't realize we had been talking about this for so long yeah should we just shift this to a book podcast I mean, it is. The Page Master. <gasps> That's what it is. The Page Master. I had. <gasps> so my friend Ben, when I was in like third or fourth grade, his parents were fully aware of how my parents used to be, mm-hmm. what the limitations were based on our religious beliefs. Okay. Like they were very, they were very respectful of that. Like, nope, when Jacob comes over and spends the night, like there won't be anything over oh so they like followed through with what your parents would have preferred exactly yeah That's they were great very, they were i loved them they were dear. awesome but <laughs> little house on the prairie wasn't even pre-approved actually it was i was just I had, trying to make a joke damn <laughs> oh no i had all of those books every year that the scholastica book fair came i would uh. get their little like paper doll crafts like i had all of the I had all of the little house on the prairie bullshit. So Ben's friends were, or Ben's parents were very respectful of that, but we watched The Page Master. It's such a cool movie. And his parents were like, well, Jacob, we're pretty sure that your parents would be okay with this. And me being me went, no, 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 there's magic and stuff. I'm not allowed. Anyway, so Ben's parents convinced me it was okay to watch The Page Master as long as they were there and could cover my eyes if there was anything inappropriate. Oh my word. And I remember like watching Indiana Jones when I was eight. Nope. Watching eating a monkey brain. Oh my god! Pulling a heart out of a man's chest. Like we watched some pretty intense. That's that's as intense as it got. I know now that my parents were watching that shit, but they were like, "Oh, our children have to be." Yes, we will follow your rules. And I'm sure that they were just like, yeah. All we wanted to do was take them to Blockbuster, get a movie, get them pizza, and just be done. Get me another bottle of wine, Jim. I don't even remember what their names were. Get me another bottle of wine. This kid thinks he's not allowed to watch a PG movie. Uh, That movie was like, oh my God, yes, this is how I feel about books. Like I get immersed in them. I become like a character in the book that's just gently observing what's going on. It's like Jumanji was the board game version of yeah. Page Master. Yes. Yes. Well said. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. We're over an hour. So can I say something that we cannot expound upon because we're so far into it? But you were talking earlier about how at different stages in our life, our brain is like pruning away and learning and different things. Something, and I'm proud of me for holding on to it this fucking long. I am too. That was like 20 minutes ago. I keep, I've been trying so hard to remind myself to remember it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So wouldn't you say that it's not necessarily like neurologically, physically based, but in each kind of era of our life, kind of like, you know, so you're talking about around 25 is when your brain settles. And then kind of like in our 30s and then in our 40s and our 50s, we change. Oh, yeah, we're always changing. So this is, it's kind of like our, not necessarily our brain restructuring, but ourselves as a whole repruning for what we're finding our survival needs are like that that still continues but in a different way i'm gonna say yes and oh yeah totally i mean this is just something i'm just like he's gonna be proud of me for thinking of. This. i really so am I because that's that. a that's a really good way of looking at it so the yes is yes we have gone through all of the stages of development to get our brains to where they are today mm-hmm. in our 30s but our brains aren't done they're right. done cooking they're done like stick them with a fork they're done mm-hmm. oh this gross. is a nice creme brulee it's nice creme brulee and now we're just shaping it so our brains are no longer technically being pruned in the same way that they were in adolescence right. like things are not being chopped away that are unnecessary right but they're being formed i would say i i I would say let's steer away from pruning as the the word the verb that we use in our 30s we're we're not cutting things away we're just shaping them 
to match our values and match the way that we choose to experience life. Yeah. So that's the reason that I wanted to bring it up. It's like, we're not done changing, even though our brain is. We're never and... done changing. Sorry, I am info dumping. So I no longer want to be your landfill because I'm full up for now. But I did want to make a joke because what I wanted to say before you lovingly and super smartly started saying some cool stuff that I think it's like, and what I meant by that is like how we're always changing, like in different eras or decades of our life is like, cause you know, when you start to find a new feature on your toaster, really cool. Or you go into a new place and like, those appliances are fucking lit. My dude, you're like, Oh, Oh, I've hit this era now. Uh Okay. uh Okay. That's that's where I wanted to take it lightheartedly. Oh, sorry. Not don't, sorry? No, don't be sorry by any means. That's important information. Mm-hmm. I really do bite my tongue a lot still in our episodes, so I don't info dump. But today, today is a day, my is dude. an info dump day. And I'm not Good. sorry about it. I hope it helps you. Yes. And I, what I do uh, appreciate and enjoy is like sometimes you will bring back like call back some information that we've talked about before. But I think it's so important to remember that these are real things that happen all of the time and they always happen. uh, Yes. And they happen to everyone. Yes. And like, they're a part of the shared human experience. Yes. So don't be afraid of them. Embrace them and know that you are heard and understood and you are safe here with us. And we want to say thank you for listening. And we also want to say, Thank you to everybody for choosing to follow us on social media like Instagram or Twitter, which you can find us at. At BFH Pod. And if you want to help Jacob buy that book with bubbles and rainbows on the cover. That was $57 specifically. You can find us on Patreon. (laughs) Patreon.com slash BF, no, slash best friendhood. There we are. And we have an email address, which we would love to hear your ideas for topics to talk about. We would love to hear your friendship stories. I've said this before, I think, but I would love to do a whole just like listener episode of like friendship origin stories. I think that would be so much fun. My friend Amanda, that we all talked, well, you all know about, I talked about her. She texted me the other day and she says, if you guys do a spoopy season if you guys do a spooky episode, I have a personal story that involves my <gasps> parents' house, which, to be honest, is haunted AF. Oh, my God. We're So <laughs> when we're recording this, we're just around the corner from spooky season. True. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to do a spooky season okay. listener episode. Send us your spooky stories. We would love your spooky stories, please. Whether it's one that you've heard secondhand or one that you've lived, we don't give a fuck. I don't full give a shit. We want to hear Email them to it. us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com and thank you to the beautiful talented oh so gracious and kind Jennifer Bate for making our logo you can listen to us wherever you find podcasts tell your friends about us and make sure if you get the chance to please rate review subscribe or follow us and also tell a friend and please remember dear heart you are loved and you are worth being loved We We love love you. you. Bye. Bye. Uh, That's how I end it.